Welcome to Belonging Before Believing. This is the podcast where we are all wet. I'm Patrick Mathers, the pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship. And I'm Brian Gumpy. I think I'm dry, but maybe I'm all wet. Okay, so here's what I was getting at. We both have car things that have the potential of getting us wet. So I actually did already, because oh. here's my thing. I had my windshield wipers, like, completely, like, fly off, like, <laughs> like the little whippy part that whisks the water away, not the actual, like, frame. So instead of whisking the water away, it went <laughs> as it went. Ugh. Yeah. Nobody was pleased with that noise. So I went and to my local auto zone. This morning, get in the zone. That's it. Bought myself a windshield wiper and then came over here. And then I pulled it out of the thing and I was like, What the crap? You only get one windshield wiper? (laughs) Did you know that? Did you know when you buy windshield wipers, you only get one? Yeah, because I just bought some. Dang, I didn't. (laughs) So you bought one? Bought one. Didn't you go up to him and be like, hey, I need windshield wiper blades for a 2000 Tundra or whatever? No, I just walked over to the windshield wiper kiosk and looked and saw, eh, my truck windshield wipers are about, what, like 16, 17, 18 inches? Oh, no. I'll just pick the one I like the best. Oh, no. I and never I just picked the one. No, oh, yeah. No, I always I'm... just pick whatever I want. That's the way cars work. No. It could be an air freshener. And I'm going to walk up to the counter and be like, yeah, I need an air freshener for a 2000 Tundra. You are not. Two-wheel drive. <laughs> V8. And they're going to look at you with <clears throat> probably the most fantastic look. I actually want to be there when you do that. <laughs> I should. So anyways, I was out there in the wet changing this one. Out there in the wet. Wiper. So now I have one that's going to whisk like a champ and i have one that's problematic hopefully it doesn't rain evenly well the one that works is on the driver's side i made sure of that (laughs) so even if it doesn't rain it's fine i can still see where i'm going that's whoever's the passenger can to scare the crap out of them that'll be great (laughs) (laughs) it's always my daughter lily i'm thinking of what kind of terror you might have just because there's raindrops on your windshield when you can't see yeah. That's kind of terrifying. Oh. Do you, you don't get terrified? I've seen you drive before. I'm not particularly worried. Nope. I'm an old man. <laughs> I like drive like one. I don't, I don't oh. speed. I don't... Say old man. That makes me more terrified. <laughs> Somebody take the keys away. <laughs> not that old. Mm. I haven't hit anything in a while. I There's this guy who would come through our drive-thru and I would make him a coffee and you would hand it to him. And it's this like 190 degree coffee that you hand him. And his hands would shake and shake oh, no. and shake. And he's like spilling it everywhere all over his hands and stuff when he's like getting it back into his car. I'm like, this man is driving around on the road. <laughs> He'd come through like every day. And I would always tell people his name is Ed, Ed Johnson. And I'd be like, he, like, I'm convinced he's 112 years old. Yeah. And that somehow he's going to outlive all of us. He he's might. Just, he's just going to keep on trucking. Yeah. Do you see that guy who's lived to be like 102 and he said the secret of longevity is Coors Light? I've seen Coors Light. I've seen old ladies who talk about whiskey. Yeah. You know. And bacon. 
bacon. Seen bacon and whiskey woman. Yeah, I think that is all of these people who just want their records to be unmatched. And so they're trying to throw us under the bus <laughs> so that we won't live as long as them, so that they have a longer legacy. How will they know? What do they care? Huh? Hey, you, yeah, I'm just going to drink my coffee. Good man. Good good man. (sighs) So when I texted you this morning and asked if you had coffee, I was like legitimately just asking if you had like a pot made. Yeah. Like I wasn't trying to give you the business or something like. No, I know. Make me some up. No, <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you might be asking. Do you want me to bring you some? Like you're going. Like I the, wanted to bring you some. Yeah, like I'm going to Dutch Bros. You need anything? Like that's. It was either that or hey, do you have a pot? Oh, I was just. As, I was just asking if you had some made this morning, like lingering about. Yeah, I don't. I'd do even that. take the like lukewarm. Yeah, I don't do that. Ten hour old stuff. Last year I did a bit on weekends, so I didn't have to go to work. And now your wife comes. Now she just the first <laughs> thing she does. She wakes up. She she gets all uh, bundled up and goes out and grabs coffee. I like the coffee you make. It is good. The pour over. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. One of these days. That's why I yeah I would have been happy to make it for you. You're like nah, I'll should, stop. Well, we should have talked about it last night. Coffee is so good. Yeah, we're so ill-prepared for today. We didn't talk about what coffee we're going to have. What (laughs) questions we're going to do, although I texted you a little bit. Hey, what question are we doing right now? What is the closest thing to real magic? What? (laughs) What is the closest thing to real magic? Yes. Somebody asked this? Yeah. So, so 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 they don't believe in magic, right? Well... The closest Wait, thing. Wait, what's real? Okay. So if they say real question. magic. So they do believe in real magic. Yeah. And they, they're not what's asking. What's the next best thing? Then, so, okay, there's real magic. And then what's the closest thing to it? And then what's the best fake magic? That's like normal magic. <laughs> the Amazing Jonathan. No, I think I was thinking more like. Did you ever watch like, The Amazing Jonathan? No. He's like a I magician. I thought you just made something up right there. He's like a, a magician comedian. Like Penn and Teller? Kind of. He's not as funny? No, he's funnier, actually. Why come? I don't know him. He's more comedic than Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller are more just kind of straight magic. Yeah. 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 Um, The the Jonathan. I got to watch that guy. The amazing Jonathan. So, yeah. I I like magic when it's comedy. That makes me laugh. Uh, most magic is just illusion and trickery and most sleight of hand. Except for the real magic. The real magic. Yeah, this is the question. So yeah. What's the closest thing to real magic? Well, the real magic is like wizards, like Gandalf. He's real. Did you know that? How could you no. not be real with a beard like that? And a sweet staff. That staff... <laughs> That staff is beautiful. Wizard staff. Wizard staff with that stone on top that you give it a little pucker up and it lights up. What? And it, yeah, remember when they're in the mines of Moria and he like goes on that little stone and he breathes on it, I think, actually, Dude, now that were, I'm thinking about it. You were barking up the wrong tree for B-side Lord of the Rings stuff. I thought you loved your wife. I do. But, but not enough to she's know watched Lord it. of the no, Rings. No, you'll, tell, you'll ask her. She's watched it so much in her childhood that she said something like the other month. It was like, oh, I'm almost ready to watch those movies again. 
That's like a good holiday jam too, because you could just bundle up and sit and watch three hours, and then you could like eat a ham and then <laughs> go back and eat, just eat and watch some more. Not some ham. Eat a ham. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot out of you. Eat, eat a ham. <laughs> watch extended edition. Yeah. There's like a cooperative effort for the ham. I mean, Rachel doesn't have to sit there and eat the whole thing. You're going to help out. You could polish a whole ham off yourself, I wouldn't imagine. Oof. Probably. Oof. Oof. The next day. Oof. <laughs> that day. That moment. <laughs> uh, okay. So, close thing to real magic. Um, so, I think that... There, okay, I, th- there's not real magic. Like... You Bro, could, you could go and you could get a spell all of book. this, all of this lead up just yeah. to say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. just gonna drop it like that. So there isn't real so magic. soon after the Santa episode. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> nothing magical about that guy. Uh, he, um, as he, you're wearing your Christmas story <laughs> shirt, <laughs> like that, you'll shoot your eye out, Brian. Yeah. So the, there's there's not real magic. You can go get a book of spells and get some thorny weeds out of the forest and mix it, mix it with some uh, toad eye or whatever and s- boil it up in a saucepan. And I'm it, sorry. Did you say toad? Toad. Eye? Yeah, toad's or eye. Or toe die. Toad's eye. Got it. Like he, him winking at you. Got it. There in the bottom of the bowl before you grind it into Not mush. like some kind of coloring that you've made from essence of toe. Well, okay. That toad might, eye. There, there might be some... There might be some some spell that requires that too. Got it. But uh, you could boil it up and, you know, put the sauce on the whoever it is you're trying to whammy and <laughs> it ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, here's the deal. That kind of stuff is... It, it, the, any power that actually comes with that kind of stuff is demonic. It is not inherent in the items being mixed together. Although, I mean, if we were to take penicillin or something back 300 years they would say that's magic right that you could heal infectious diseases by just taking this little pill you know they would look at that as as magic and of course we look at it today and realize that it isn't and i i so when we look at magic a, a lot of it comes from an older um less scientific more uh, superstitious era. And so, uh, you know, a lot of things that did actually either help or heal that were just naturally like that when you put them together, dubbed magic. So, um, but they're also, that's also lumped in with some legitimate demonic stuff. And I, I do think that there is like legitimate demonic activity. Now, when them Wiccans were going to throw the hex on the Brett Kavanaugh, I, I don't, I, Sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's going to take, um, not cause I'm a Kavanaugh fanboy, but you know, whatever. Um, it's because that, you know what? It's, they use toad eye instead of toad eye. He's, he's, um, it's demonic. And so what, so it, demons we see in scripture that they are certainly powerful and they certainly do all kinds of things. We, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, I think it is, where Paul's talking about the false idols, 
um, maybe it's 10. Anyways, right in that area, 8, 9, 10, he's, he's talking about how the, the, we know that there's no God. So when these people bow down and worship these other idols, they're not worshiping anything. But there is the allowance by God for demonic activity to be associated around these false gods. And I think enough to keep these people following a lie instead of following the truth. And so people will continue to follow these false gods, false idols that are actually, the power behind them is demonic. So if there's any supernatural power that we see that is akin to a type of magic or something like that, it's going to be demonic activity. And there really is legitimately demonic activity. And you know, you hear about things going on in other place, parts of the world. Um, when, when the gospel kind of gets into the culture and saturates the culture, I think there's an element that that, that demonic influence is stifled and that kind of just rank overt demonic activity doesn't continue um, out in the open. Whereas if you go in other parts of the world where just that gospel presence isn't, that you're going to find a whole lot more of this uh, troubling demonic stuff. But um, it, it doesn't worry me or make me fear because I know that I can't be possessed as a Christian, um, even oppressed as a Christian. Um, certainly things can happen. God allowed Satan to uh, torment Job in supernatural ways. Those things that he was afflicted with were definitely from him. Um, but at the same time, God still kept him and his soul was safe. And so uh, I don't worry too much about that. What do, you th- what do you think? What are your thoughts so far? I think that you took this question in a very different direction than I was ready to. It's because I have my Bible next to me and you don't. That's <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's true. We well, you know you have it on your phone. I mean, My phone. I'm yeah. constantly right, right yeah, in front of um, you on your computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, I wasn't trying to. I I, I thought of this as more of a, a fun question than a, a legitimate one. So, so I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So no. So I'm just having to to think through. We'll do a fun part. You had fun stuff. I mean, I'm I've got another angle I was going to take on it too. Okay, so you. Did you answer the question, or did you just talk about why magic isn't real? Well, I talked about why magic isn't real, but the closest thing to real magic is demonic activity. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, don't take your kids to magic shows. No Ouija board. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Parker Brothers. The first thing. Unleashing the demons. The first thing that I thought about when I read this question, like right away, digital music. Wait, what? Digital Music. Like Ra- the kind of music I like? Wrap your head around... No, music, like not analog, digital. Wrap your head around this for a second. When you play a CD, mm-hmm. somebody was in a box and, and spoke, sang, played an instrument into a microphone. And somehow they turned that into ones and zeros that some little thing, a little laser will read... And it will reproduce those sounds. How the H does that work? Hey, I thought, you know what? Honestly, I had a similar thought about records back in the day 
because, dude, it's a piece of hardened vinyl with some humps and valleys, and that little needle humps the valleys and goes along and tells you this is the song you want to listen to. That's see, crazy, too. See, that makes, like, <clears throat> slightly, like... Yeah, it's no, ba- no, it's very it. much the same ballpark. Yeah, but that one makes slightly more sense to me. My brain can wrap around that because, like, it's you record a master in real time, and it's like carving out the sounds that your voice and your instruments make into the microphone. It's like pressing, literally pressing, into the vinyl, and so whatever impression it makes when you run a needle on it, it will replicate the same impressions that the actual sound waves and everything else made into that record, the master record. Still absolutely crazy. How did they figure that out? But whatever. But the digital part, that a laser can read ones and zeros and that it's doing it right now. When you're sitting in your car and you are listening to my voice right now, my microphone into the soundboard, into the computer has turned it into ones and zeros so I can put that on the internet. Your phone can lasso it from the cloud and then it can airplay it. Guys, we're not even using wires anymore. Hey, let me ask you a question. Is it because I am unfamiliar with sound technology? Yeah. So I am hearing you. I hear your voice, but I have headphones on. Yeah. So I'm hearing you both digitally and analog, right? Because I'm hearing your voice. But yeah. It, does this soundboard actually turn it to ones and zeros? So in my headphones, I'm actually hearing the ones and zeros too. Is this magic? I, I think <laughs> you may have stumped me a little bit. I got yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a while since I've had my music technology class. It's not, is it? It's just wires and it's the same. It's just sound wave going traveling, isn't it? I think you're. Yes, I think it is. I think once I what, put it onto the, a recording, plug it into the computer. Yeah. That's when it changes, right? Into, this yeah. cord is magic. Yeah, it turns the one the voice into ones and zeros. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, ones yeah. and zeros. Yeah, and okay. So let me just let me just bring some more complexity to this. I could understand if I sing a note, Aww, and my computer can tell the recording software, like, oh, Brian just sang like a C, and then it replicates a C. That's fine. I can wrap my head around that. But think about something real quick. A piano can play a C, a guitar can play a C. And a, trom- a coffee cup could play a, a C. A trombone can play a C, and your brain can distinguish the difference. It's the same note, but it can distinguish the difference. So a beer bottle could play a C. So you have enough in there and go. These you things can get a C out of that guy. These things can not only tell our uh, machinery what note to play, but it can replicate all the over and undertones, so that you can distinguish. Not just that that's a human voice. Dude, the undertones. That's or, a ska band name if there ever was one. Or not just that it's a human voice or it's a guitar, but like it's my human voice or your human. It, it blows my mind. You're listening to ones and zeros right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I got the same thing with magnetic tape and the, n- the needle. One needle can figure all that out. That's a smart little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know what else is kind of, okay, on, on that kind of vein is because... Okay, so so it, it it it's code, so it functions by a set of laws. Those laws have always existed. However, only very very recently have those laws been put into place in order to make all of this function, right? I think so. For sure, for sure. And the, so the same thing's true with flying, right? Aerodynamics has always been in existence 
and yet we only recently have harnessed it. Although you get them weird little Leonardo DiCaprio pictures, Leonardo da Vinci pictures of <laughs> DiCaprio. Yeah, he nice. should play him someday. Nice. I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that, yeah. but I feel pretty good about it right yeah. now. And dude, you know that he's wearing the wings and he's got the little flyy thing. Yeah. And, yeah. So, but they never worked. Or did they? Because they're magical. But yeah, it's just harnessing laws. So I don't remember th- yesterday when I told Rick or Zoe that she should teach Charlotte to say funny words like Bernoulli's principle. Yeah. And then here we are talking about <laughs> laws that lead to flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny words are great to teach kids, especially when they say them wrong. Bernoulli. Balloony. That's what it would become in the kid voice. Balloony principle. <laughs> hey, do you know what else is kind of like magic? What? Miracles. Miracles yep. are the closest thing. That's the closest thing to like good, like legitimate magic, like Good Witch of the West or whatever she was. The Good Witch of the West. No. Wasn't it the Good Witch of the North? It's the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, and the Good Witch of Glenda was from the, the North. East. No, the East was the, sis- the sister. She was wicked too. North and South were good, I think. Because that's where Santa's from. So they're all good up there. Glinda, also known as the Good Witch of the South. Oh, she's from the South Pole. <laughs> Must be an angry elf. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny because I was thinking of Southern hospitality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, there are lots of costumes if you want to be Glinda. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be Glinda. <laughs> but miracles are, hey, here's, let me rattle off a few. So Elijah goes down to... They're helping some people build a house, and he goes down to the creek, and homeboy, creek. <laughs> homeboy's axing the wood, and his axe head flies off into the creek, and then he makes it come up and float. Yeah. Because he was like, dang, I'm going to have to pay for that. He's like, okay, well, here you go. That's, that's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> it seems kind of hacky, like honestly, doesn't it? I mean, it's... You, you, I really don't I wanna... wonder how that worked. Like God told him, Hey, go over there and make the accent full. Or if he actually had power to go and do that. I kind of think in Elijah and Elisha's case, that they actually had power to do things because they had that weird mantle thing. I don't think any of the other prophets had that. Anyways, so they were di- those are the two that did all kinds of miracles, crazy stuff, raising the yeah. dead and you know, making it rain and then not rain and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty close to magic. I think probably there were some people that who followed Jesus because they thought he was kind of magical, not like a Messiah, like they just thought he was magical. Oh, you know what? There, whoo, almost blew that coffee on the ground. Um, there's that story in Acts, chapter 6, I think it is, where... Philip goes and preaches to the Samaritans, and there is that magician, Bar oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. right? And so he is, he, it says he, be, he believes. I don't know what he actually believed, but when Peter showed up and prayed, the Holy Spirit came upon everybody, and they started speaking in tongues, and, and we're not sure what else happened, but something enough that this guy thought, oh, that's a cool trick. And so he went and asked if he could buy the gift, and then they said, nope. Your money perish with you. You're going to hell, buddy. (laughs) He said, well, pray that that doesn't happen. (laughs) 
probably a little more animated than that, but <laughs> that's the story. Just made me think of Wayne's World. <laughs> hey, Mr. Donut Man, who's trying to kill you? I don't know, but the better not. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of Mitch Hedberg because I saw a little video of him last night. And that voice just happened to come out right yeah. there. I didn't intend it to, but <laughs> like, uh, well, pray that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, never a, been another one like Mitch Hedberg. There, there's this, he, he tells this joke where he says, sometimes I'm laying in my bed and I think of something funny, but the pen is across the room. So I have to convince myself that joke isn't funny. <laughs> My favorite is still the baked potato one. Man, it takes so long to make a baked potato. Now I'll just throw one in the oven, whether I'm hungry or not. Because by the time it's done, who knows? (laughs) Uh, I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. (laughs) I don't have a girlfriend. I just know a girl who would be really mad if she heard that. Rice is really great if you're hungry for 2000 or something. <laughs> this episode took a turn. <laughs> oh. Uh, I remember well, I was somebody I, I, on the Facebook, I don't remember who, in Five Pints. We were going back and forth and doing those for a long time. It was a big, long thread of just Mitch Hedberg's one-liners because he had a bunch of them. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, anyways, it's not the <laughs> magic is boring, kids. <laughs> magic is fake. So, uh, you you see these guys? They stick needles through their arms and you know make a card come upon the other side of the window pane that's next to you. Listen, it's all trickery and funduggery. It's not real magic. <laughs> so, next time you see one of those guys levitating in the street. And he has to run away because he's all tuckered out. No, he just pulled one over on you. He is not tuckered out. <laughs> he is not. He just ran away so that you wouldn't ask him, how do you do that? <laughs> it's all fake. So it's an illusion. Remember that. That's the reason they're called illusionists. Ooh. Yeah. Illusions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyways, hey, I got a question of the day for you, BG. I thought you only had two. Well, I got two. Do you you want not the one right now? I have one. I oh, have a third. Okay. Because it will tie into what we talked about in the episode. What is your favorite Mitch Hedberg joke? Oh, my favorite Mitch Hedberg joke? I, I think my favorite one is honestly the one where he has to convince himself the joke isn't funny because it depends across the room. That is uh, brilliant. That is so clever. <laughs> I really like that one. I like when he would go off about when the uh, host at a restaurant, like, Dufresne, party of three. Dufresne, party of three. And he'll just skip on to the next one. Why aren't people more concerned about the Dufresnes? <laughs> We've got to go out and find the Dufresnes. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Something might have happened. I want to see some comments, dang it. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what your favorite Mitch Hedberg joke is. Yeah. And whether you're young at heart and you are entertained and believe that magic is a real thing, or if you're a cold, callous soul like Pat that can't be delighted. Or you're right. 
or you're right. We believe that you belong. 